You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 684. Legionnaires number 12, Earth for Humans? Welcome to episode 684 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am total time travel lad, without a doubt, without a doubt, you know, because apparently last week, past Paul did some work for future Paul that is now benefiting present Paul. So, oh, wow. So so that would mean past Paul did some work for uh, uh, future Paul, who's evidently in Australia for some reason. And um, uh, yeah, there you go. And uh, but but, you know, he's in Australia, so he can't do the work. So it's being stuck to uh, to present Paul, of course. So I'll be kind of back and forth tonight, but I'll be back sooner than I thought already to uh, make with the segues. So oh. there you go. <laughs> And with that, I nice. turn it over to you, sir. Nice. No, you've got your Segway all charged up. It's really nice. <laughs> Very good. Paul's our resident mall cop, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, indeed. <laughs> hey, I've got half the name already. Yeah, that's true. Tis the season, everybody. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I'm Darren Noel, and tonight I am getting ready to gorge myself, guy, because it's Thanksgiving week. Woohoo! Oh. I'm going to go to my sister-in-law's house. And I am going to eat my uh, height and weight nice. in, in carbs <laughs> yes. and then come home and drink. Yes. That is my plan this year. Um, and hopefully I'll have offers on the house. I had one today. It's a low one, so we're not taking that one. Uh, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see if we need to negotiate with them or not, mm-hmm. or we need to tell them goodbye. But I'm hoping I'll be in a new place by uh, 1st of December. Huzzah. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? So yeah, Very I'm nice. looking forward to this. We're we're coming to the end of this particular saga. 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 So over to you, Mr. Travis. Hey everybody, this is Travis Elsor. And this week I in a similar vein to Darren, but I will be cooking the turkey lad. Uh I have never actually cooked the turkey myself. Oh, uh, but but uh my mom is still recovering from surgery, so yeah. she's put me in charge. Ooh. And she will be supervising from a little scooter, I guess. Mm. Uh, she can borrow my segue. really walking on her. No, 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 she can't borrow your Segway. No, 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 no it's not happening. Southern ladies don't <laughs> ride uh, Segways. Uh, <laughs> now people are going to be like, also that wait, does he actually have a Segway? <laughs> No, they have to ride them side saddle with the parasols required oh my. by uh, stereotypes. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, wish me luck. That is awesome. You know, I, 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 the, cooking the turkey is actually one of my favorite parts of Thanksgiving. Um, and um, ah, I wish I wish you well. I am I'm jealous because that's just uh, a cooking of the turkey that uh, that I won't be doing. And uh, and I, I love doing it. That's you can awesome. Have Thanksgiving again. You can have second Thanksgiving. Oh, I've done second Thanksgiving in the past, and there's no telling. I might just do it this week as well. There you go. <laughs> Is it? Do you have a, a your mom's recipe and everything, Travis? Like, 
Oh yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. she will be in the house okay. supervising. But she's not able to uh, put any weight on her feet still. Yeah. yeah, gotcha. So so she'll be, you know, either sitting in the living room yelling at me or yeah. who knows what. She's going to need to... So that'll just add to the stress. She's going to need yeah. to Mrs. Wallowitz from somewhere else in the house, basically. Totally. totally. Yeah. <laughs> Travis! You're going to need to wear your comfy shoes and get plenty of sleep that night because... Cooking a turkey is not a quick affair. Uh, no, no. Oh no, I I know. Okay. <laughs> I wow. think Michael's. Uh, yeah, that was really brilliant. Michael's that mother, really ma- good. mother Ella's impression. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So wrong, but yet so right in so many ways. Paul's <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> oh my. Anyway, that's me over to you, Michael. Uh, hi, everybody. I am uh, Michael Grabois, and this weekend I am toy shopping lad. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I normally don't do any Christmas shopping, mostly because I'm Jewish. Um, <laughs> and that's, that's a valid reason. <laughs> and uh, so instead I'm going shopping for myself. Uh, one of the things that I'm looking at is, uh, it's been three years since I got a new phone and my, uh, my payment time is up on my old phone. So it's time to get a new one. And I'm looking forward to looking at the, um, I'll be getting an iPhone 13, one of the models, not sure which one yet. Um, and it's not like there's anything wrong with the one that I have. It's just, you know, it's time for, uh, Mm -hmm. Uh, it's paid off, and the companies will give it to me for free as long as I stick with them for two and a half years. So I figure that's worth it. Absolutely. Uh, also, I'm looking at power tools. <gasps> I have a uh, – uh, the ones that I have are probably like 25 years old, mm-hmm. and – the batteries don't hold a charge anymore. Oh, for sure. And, and, and even and even when they did, it was always oh, I, you get ten years in, and it's like every time I need it, the battery's dead. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um. And and it's old enough that the the they don't make batteries for that particular voltage anymore. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a fourteen point hmm. four volt, and now everything is like eighteen or twenty. Yeah. Mm. And uh, uh, it's just time to get new stuff. So nice. Um, yay, new stuff. Yay, new stuff. Um, don't really have that much of a need for it, but you know, you could always use a new drill around the house. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Who are you telling? Hey now. Yeah. Hey now. Hello. And um, <laughs> oh. uh, so I'm looking for the um, you know the holiday sales and who's got what bundles and. And, uh, you know, if I get one of these and one of these, then I get one of those for free, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And then there's the whole idea of the, wow, this one connects to my phone. Why do I need my phone to connect to my drill? <laughs> well, it's, it's funny that you should mention that. Um, I was looking at a, a craftsman. Yeah. They've, got a, they've got a deal right now where, like, you buy one, one from column A and then you get one from column B for free yeah well one of the things in column b is this giant combination radio slash 
boombox slash uh, USB charger um, so that, you know, when you're out in the yard doing your work, you can pipe your phone uh, through there because it's USB. I mean, it's uh, it's Bluetooth. Yeah. And so you can play music while you're fixing the fence and charging up your phone at the same time. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's a lot. That's that, a lot. It's progress, y'all. <laughs> it, it is. It is. It it looks completely useless, but it's two hundred dollars. And so if I can get it for free, you know. Oh, free is good. Yeah, yeah. free is my second favorite F word. Yeah. All right. And uh, uh, to follow up on Travis, um, I have never in my life cooked or carved a turkey. Um, I always go to my parents' house for Thanksgiving, and my dad has always been the one to carve it. Uh, we stopped um, cooking our turkey from frozen uh, years ago, and it's worth it just to go to our, uh, you know, put in a, uh, a reservation at the supermarket and they'll give you everything, and all you need to do is put the turkey in the oven to heat it up. Much easier that way. Yeah, that's what I'm doing this year because I don't have it. All my kitchen stuff is uh, in boxes, yeah. you know, in, in storage. So it's, uh, okay, we're going to the grocery store. We're going to get the sides. We're going to get the turkey pre-cooked. You have to heat it up so I have those little flimsy, like, temporary roasting yeah. dishes and things. And that's Thanksgiving <laughs> for me this year. But I love having the turkey because then you get the leftover sandwiches. Mm, yeah. And that's part. really the whole goal of making a turkey. That is, yes, 100%. Couldn't agree more. You know. <laughs> well, unfortunately, this year we are going out to um, to the house of some friends of my dad. So I'm not sure how much leftovers we'll actually be able uh, to get. That's when you All get right. the turkey. You get, you get your dad to distract them. <laughs> <laughs> you, you bring your Tupperware containers. He just needs to distract them for a few minutes so you can fill up. That's all. Exactly. Exactly. But on the yes, and and on the as uh, uh, also a side bonus is that there's no cleanup from us because it's somebody else's house. There you go. And that that's a beautiful thing. That right is there. a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's so us. that that is it for me. Over to you, Jim. Hey everyone, I'm Jim Purcell, and this week I am. Extraordinary news, lad. So I teased this with the guys uh, earlier, but uh, so I need to set the stage, tell a story. Oh, oh, okay. So I have another podcast. I've spoken of it before. uh, The Savage Fincast. Yes. And fun factazoid, this November is our 10th, 10 year anniversary. Huzzah. Nice. So the gang and I, my, my, uh, my co-host, we concoct this idea back during the summer that, we are going to talk to all of our writer and artist friends who are Savage Dragon fans, and we're going to make a fan comic. Ooh, nice. We're going to make a rather a fan anthology. And what we're going to do is we're going to get a, we're going to get all this together, and then we're going to print it up, and then we're going to give it away uh, as a giveaway on our episodes, as nice. a way to like dr- drum up interest in the show. Yeah, because uh, giveaways help incentivize people to write in. We discover. Yes. Yeah. So we're getting done herding all the cats and getting the book together yeah. uh, in this last week. Uh, it's all come together. It's a beautiful book. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to actually show it to everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, so, of course, we send it off to Eric Larson, 
although it's unofficial, it's uh, it's a fan thing. We do want to keep him somewhat in the loop to know what's going on. So we send it off to him, and we get a message back from him, and he says, "This is amazing. I want to print it at Image." Ah, <gasps> uh, so wow, wow, officially unofficial, <laughs> and. It's still in the works. Nothing's been finalized, but this news landed on our lap like like a train hitting us. Never in a million years. We had we had a whole plan in, uh, involved getting it printed through like Kablam, mm-hmm. and we had all the. But now it's going to be like publicly available. Anyone can order it, um, wow. which <laughs> so it's pretty nuts. And uh, yeah, I had to tell somebody about it. <laughs> 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 Technically, our fan base is still kind of in the dark about the entire project. Only the people involved really know about it. Uh, but the news is going to break very soon, I think, as soon as things get final finalized. All, right. All of you listening, don't tell any of the Savage Fincast people. Yeah, don't tell anybody. Yeah. Don't, don't tell them. Don't ruin it. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be shocked if there's much crossover. Uh, yeah, you're going to find out. It's like you brought yeah, a whole bunch of them over with you. are going to find out in a minute, yeah. What does... Uh, did you provide any work for the uh, for the book? I wrote a five page. I, I wrote a five page story. I was going to draw something, but my art's terrible. But and, and luckily, I found somebody who was looking for a writer to team up with. Wow. And uh, I think what we came up hey. with is pretty impressive. That's your art's awesome. not terrible. We've seen your art. Eh, it's okay. I'm getting better. Nothing to write home about yet. At any rate, this is easily the cool one of the coolest things that ever happened to me. That's very cool. Uh, yeah, totally. We'll, we'll see if it pans out. Now we'll have to, looks... love to bill, bill you as image-published writer. That's right. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Famous comic superstar, Jim Purcell. Famed, yes, famed <laughs> comic you, you superstar. Get your, uh, exactly. You get, you get your own page at um, on the comics web, uh, website. That's right. I, I'm sure we'll be credited as various. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, you'll be like the pref- professor and Marianne. You'll be, and the rest. And the rest. <laughs> nice. But, but yeah, you know, Dude, that's it's awesome. just making comics is cool. I wish I could do it more often. That's very cool. Very, very cool. So I will keep everyone posted on this. And, you know, when it becomes available, I'll make sure to plug it a, yes. mu- a bunch. <laughs> yes, absolutely. We'll be able to give out your, uh, your, your, um, Previews order code. Indeed. Soon I will be shill lad. <laughs> yeah, you will. Nice. Or professionally published at Image Lad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Accidentally published at Image Lad. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's being, it's being done on purpose now because Mr. Larson said so. Your years of dedication have paid off, sir. Indeed. So that's it for me. Uh, who else we got here? All the way from the future. G'day, everyone. Hello, it's me. It's Derek Binns. I'm calling from the future in a land where we have no thanks to give. Because <laughs> we, we are sad people. Aww. We don't do that thing. There, there, there's no equivalent Australian Thanksgiving? No. Even Canada's got one of those. Yeah, yeah ours is all well. about the harvest. You know. Yeah. Yeah, not not about genocide like ours. And well, I mean, no. we, we, we're uh, revisionist about, history. 
Yeah. Mm. Um, but you know, I, I, I mean, in, in in Australia, they were trying to have uh, Thanksgiving, but uh, oh, but, but one of the you... big, one of the giant spiders ate it. So. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Put the giant spider on the Barbie there. <laughs> anyway, this week I am medieval kid. Nice. So uh, apart from being um, a comics geek and a sci-fi nerd and somebody who you know researches local history, I'm also a long-time member of the Society for Creative Anachronism which is a worldwide organisation yes. dedicated to medieval reenactment. And I've been out of my local branch for about five years now. I just haven't done anything, except now this year I've come back with a vengeance. And I've been to like four feasts this year. So for anybody who doesn't know wow. what the society is, we, um, we cover a period of history that goes from 600 AD to 1600 AD roughly, in Europe and any culture that has uh, significant contact with Europe. So that counts North Africa, the Middle East, China, India, and, and so on. So we make costumes, uh, we dress up, we cook the food, we have medieval feasts, we have medieval tournaments. And so if anybody out there in podcast land is a member of the SCA, I bid you greetings from the Barony of Innisfall within the Kingdom of Lockhart, which is Tasmania <laughs> in Australia. Indeed. Mm. Basically anything from D&D &D to the Renaissance. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it, yeah. Hey, I, I did the Ren Fair here for several years as a, as a patron dressing up, and then I, I started working the Ren Fair here. And that gives you a whole new perspective on the Ren Fair, let me tell you, because those people are fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> they are a blast. You won't be, you'll be frightened and amazed at the same time about the things <laughs> that go on behind the, the woods in a Ren Fair, let me tell you. <laughs> Very nice. If the privy's rocking, don't come a knocking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, that is awesome. And welcome, welcome uh, to uh, welcome back again, Derek. It is always a thank pleasure. you. <laughs> All right, folks, what do we have in the uh, subject area of what's the word for it? Legion news. Got a new book coming out. What? Or at least a new book uh, announced to be coming out. Um, I don't believe it. It's not on Comicsology yet. Not I yet. There today, but, so just FYI. It will be on February 8th, 2022. Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes number two. What? Uh, yeah, I was looking for number one, and it's not up there. So I'm like, hmm. Not till January. Yeah. I yeah, know January usually, says no comics yet. Yeah, but usually they, they say coming soon. Oh, like okay. Upcoming, upcoming series, so you can click subscribe, and you don't have to worry about missing it or something. Uh, so. Yeah, but since the... they had, You know, when they announced the Amazon thing switchover, then they cut oh, out all yeah. pre-orders. And then they said they're delaying it, so they added some pre-orders, but they've only got through December right now. Yeah. Uh, so written by Brian Michael Bendis, art and cover by Scott Godlewski, and that is a Gold Lantern cover. The variant cover, which is Hawkgirl and Dawnstar by Travis Moore. Uh, on sale February 8th, The Gold Lantern Saga Part 2. Who is the Gold Lantern? 
Mm. And what does his power source have to do with the great darkness? Is the Gold Lantern everything it promises to be? The Justice League and Legion of Superheroes team up and travel to each other's time periods to unravel the mysteries that have led them to the precipice of this great darkness. And that will make the uh, the fourth uh, Legion that Batman has met, by the way. I, I'm wondering if he'll, uh, if he'll mention that. Well, if he run, hopefully he will run into uh, Robin while he's there because Robin is and has That's always right. been a member of the Legion. This is true. So, uh, question for you guys. Um, based on what we have previously read at the end of the, the series and then with the, the solicits, uh, who or what do you think the Great Darkness is? Um, do you think it's a brand new character or an existing, maybe obscure one? <laughs> My ex. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So I'm I'm leaning towards it being something related to Mordrew, but I thought it was the Dark Man behind the original Great Darkness. So don't necessarily go with uh, with what I think. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait. You thought when the original Great Darkness started coming out, it was the Dark Man? Yes, because we didn't know it was Dark Side yet. That's amazing. Well, Spoiler well, Dark, Dark Man was fairly new at the time, yeah. so it made sense that he would have made a, a return. And it yeah, was, was it was like, like you know, what, uh, a, a, two years later, It was later, also right? a Levitz. Wasn't Dark Man a Levitz thing, too? No, no. it was Conway. Uh, it was Conway. Yeah, it was, it was, oh. And I know this because I listened to the <laughs> other podcast about this. There you go. It, was like, it was like 278, 279, somewhere around there. And then uh, Great no, Darkness. No, it was before that because the— No, um, it, was, it, it was when—, Mar- when uh, it, um, Gim Allen's mom became president, whatever that was. So, president. When, um, uh, and and more importantly, it was before Block joined the Legion. And uh, yeah, oh, that's right. That was two seventy two. Yeah, he yeah. shows up in the story. So, so. sorry, I meant I meant two sixty eight, two sixty nine, somewhere in there. That's, so, yeah, two sixty eight was May Avail. But so that's but reasonable, anyway. right? For like twenty issues later, for him to maybe yeah. come back, absolutely. And the um, yeah. you know, remember he did a. Uh, um, there was a, a teaser in 284 or 285, somewhere around like that. So it was, you know, a year, only a year and a half, and the Dark Man had had vanished. And so, yeah, I figured it was time for him to come back. That's why I thought it was mm-hmm. the Dark Man. That makes sense. I, mean, I think a lot of people did, and, and if I remember the letter columns at the time, there were a lot of people putting that theory out there. So, so uh, we're not alone. So what what do you guys what are your speculations? Well, they've already introduced Mordrew. So I, I kinda think this has got to be something that is an event r- rather than related to a person. Like this is some kind of a cosmic thing going down. Um maybe it has an origin, maybe it doesn't have an origin, but if it does have an origin, I'm actually betting on someone entirely new at this point. Some big cosmic baddie. I'm I'm new would be sure. better. I yeah I'm I'm betting against it being dark side just because it's been done. I mean I there is one other. Uh, yeah, I, I would love to be. I I would love for that to be enough of a reason for it not to be that. Um, yeah, you're right. You know you know what but I mean. Like it, but dark side sells books, so there's that, right? Um, yeah. granted, I've not been re- keeping up with Justice League at all. Uh, have they actually been dealing with Naomi's like background? No, because. No no idea. No idea. No, they haven't. Because she's pretty prominent on the main, uh, the ad in the main cover, I think. Hmm. So uh, I could, I, I know her no, whole deal but, is no. 
they they've they went to her, her home planet on it that i don't think she's got a returning series coming out uh oh, volume yeah. two coming out next year i don't oh, think they'll because my that. big prediction was naomi was going to join the legion at the end of all this uh no, i don't think so now it seems unlikely yeah i thought naomi might have been a proto cursor to gold land and so you know a thousand years from now whatever power she's got becomes gold lantern's power mm. right but then we got these uh we, we got these fake guardians too to worry about yeah I'm, I'm gonna go along with michael's original theory in a twist i think it's the dark man from the 1990 movie from sam rainey starring Ooh, Liam Neeson. It's Liam that's, <laughs> that's a good one yeah he's got a particular ske- set of skills <laughs> <laughs> So that, that's my theory. And a trench coat. All right. I guess we'll find out. Coat, yeah. Oh, oh, but but he'll show up in his trench coat, and then the trench coat will turn out to be um, two um, evil kid villains um, standing on, on each other's shoulders. Well, one's standing on one's shoulders. The other one isn't, obviously. They can't. Standing on the ground, yes. Yeah. yeah. And, what, a, and, what, uh, a yeah. <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. It'll, it'll be Captain Adam, and then it'll be Hawk under the Captain Adam mask. Oh, my God, <laughs> yes! But they've done that before. That'll be Hal Jordan. It stop them from doing it again. Mm, it sure. It'll be Hal Jordan, exactly. It yeah. It'll be yeah. Hal. Parallax. Oh, man. It's going to be Hal, Dark Side. Hal Jordan. <laughs> in a yeah. I mean, when you say Justice League and you want to sell a whole bunch of books... It, it yeah, I, I Maze, it's it, Amazo. Dark Dark Side's the one they went with for the origin. They totally changed the origin up, which I get because the original one's like 1960s sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wait, wait, the origin is the Justice League. They made Dark yeah. Side like the impetus, and yeah. not the cool guy Starro, who's cool. Starro was not the origin no. of the Justice League. <laughs> oh, that's well, right. Well, they changed it for New Fifty Two, okay. but we don't know honestly what it is right now. Yeah. Wait, so. Because when you, say, when you say they change it, you mean they changed the Mark Wade Year One story? Yeah, yeah, no. New Fifty Two. They changed all that. Oh, yeah. But none that's, of that is really valid anymore. Gone. They've they've had like five time resets since then, yeah. and said everything Wait, is valid, and no one really knows what's going on anymore. What yeah. about like the the tree people of Appalax? Which they, was well, the that's original? why I'm saying the Appalachians are the original ones, and the last time I remember them being mentioned was actually on Young Justice. In like season one, yes, that's and, right. And they, they are referred to as the origin of the Justice League, but that's that's not what's going on in the comics at all. In the comics, it was the whole dark side is sending parademons to Earth to turn Earth into a, another apocalypse, which is right. what was in the Justice League movie. Except it wasn't Dark Side; it was Steppenwolf. So, yeah, close enough. You know, uh, Darkseid's their main big bad villain, so I could see them pulling Darkseid out for this because it's Justice League, and the Legion has a history with Darkseid. And to be fair, Darkseid has recently shown up in the, uh, oh, not Future State, what was it? Some, some one shot. Frontier. Infinite Frontier, and he, was, he said was, Great Darkness. Was, was it? Oh, right. But he said Great Darkness. The words came out of his mouth. Oh, uh, well, then it's him. Okay, so problem solved. <laughs> I think it is Darkwing Duck. That, mm, let's get dangerous. <laughs> yeah. There was uh, there was also another book announced at, in this um, this month's solicitations. Mm-hmm. 
and it is uh, directly relevant to what we're doing. It is the Five Years Later Omnibus Volume 2. Goodness. And this one comes uh, out in not, mid-April. Not, not announced, but solicited. Yeah, officially solicited. D DC uh, absolutely refuses to put the Adult Legion on the cover. Yeah. Nope. Uh, I nope. think that they look at it um, as the Legionnaires are in costumes. Yeah. And that's what they're looking for, is they're looking for superheroes in costumes. Wow. How cowardly. And also, false advertising. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, I mean so, but this volume, they definitely could have went with, you know, Emerald Dragon and Polestar and everybody in costume. We yes, have covers yeah. of that. That's yeah. what they got to put on the cover. Like the Legion exactly. on the Run. <laughs> so the um, Polestar. <laughs> it, it currently lists for $150 on Amazon, oh, uh, but that'll come down once it's uh, getting ready. Uh, 1,328 pages. Um, picking up right after the first volume, the second omnibus edition shows an older, wiser Legion teaming up with their younger counterparts to protect what's left of humanity after the destruction of Earth. Mm. The stakes have never been higher as zero-hour approaches. You see, I, I like the omnibus, but practically, how the hell do you read the things? An uh, lectern, obviously. Yeah, a lectern, or, you know, you have to have room on the family dining room table yeah. that's got you know, like non- non-stained sticky areas on oh. it and good luck if you have kids around with oh, that yeah. so yeah my yeah no yeah so it picks up <laughs> oh. it it reprints um legion number 40 through 61 uh plus annuals four and five legionnaires one to 18 plus annual one uh the last four issues of valor um because that's part of end of an era and but also interestingly two issues of the L-E-G-I-O-N series, which is where uh, Joe goes back in time looking yes. for Tinya. Mm. So I guess we're going to have to cover that uh, on Yeah, show. we'll Goodness. get there. Goodness. It is on its way. Crossover time, baby. You know it. You know it. And I've got that tentatively pegged for May 1st. So is, that with or with, is that with or without putting in Justice League versus Legion of Superheroes? That's with. Oh, mm. okay. Well, good. There we go. But, of course, something is going to come and mess up my spreadsheet. Just <laughs> of course it is, because <laughs> mm -hmm. it always does. <laughs> we're going we're to make sure that happens, Michael, because that's like our goal. That's why I said tentatively May 1st. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. So I have something that's not it's not Legion related if we're all done with Legion stuff, are we? I am. Anybody else? Legion stuff? Legion news? Bueller? Got nothing. No? Bueller? Okay. Got nothing. So I, I just want to give a quick plug to a friend of the show's daughter, Brian Deemer of CGS. <gasps> yes. His, his daughter, Clara, who is 15, has released her second novel. What? I want you to think about this. The first novel is called Wild Catastrophe, and it is uh, looks very D&D, &D, book one of the Wild World trilogy. I just got it the other day. It's a slim volume, but still, hey, cool. I've not published a novel yet, and she's on her second one, which is called uh, Token of the Death Worm. And both of these are free on Kindle via Amazon. Mm -hmm. um, so, hey. There you go. Yeah. Free on Kindle. <clears throat> Clara Deemer at 15 has written two more books than anyone in this room. 
that I'm aware of, unless someone else has written books, like books, books, and had them published. Not so much, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bravo, Clara. You're doing us proud. Especially your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. I know. Exactly. I know she probably doesn't listen, but hey, let's get let's get her numbers up a little bit. Come on, yeah. give her some encouragement. Exactly. Oh, it, it's free on Kindle Unlimited, four ninety nine to buy. Oh. Yeah. Or three ninety nine rather. Well, Kindle a Unlimited is a Kindle Unlimited. So. Yeah, yeah, but a oh yeah, I'm, I'm like the only person on Earth who doesn't have Prime. It's so a that, bargoon. That <laughs> there you go. Either way, it is a bargoon. Yeah, seriously. It looks very D&D, &D, so if you like fantasy stuff, then yeah. this may be a book you want to pick up, for sure. Because, you know, I guarantee not only, you know, that not only has she um, written more books than us. Uh, it, 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 she's, she's read more books than we I was just going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, Brian reads a lot. She yeah, reads more. <laughs> yep. Nice. Yep, right. indeed. That's it for me. I think we're ready for a book. Oh, my goodness. A book, you say? Yes. Well, a comical let's, book. Let's see what we can do. How about Legionnaires number 12? Oh, what luck. That's the one I mentioned at the top. So. Oh, sweet. Ooh, this has worked out it. well. <laughs> Planning. Oh, my. Legionnaires number 12, Earth for Humans, with a cover by Carl Story and who's KS, Travis? That's Chris Sprouse and Carl Chris Sprouse. I don't know any of these people, <laughs> as demonstrated by my ignorance. Tom McCall on colors. Thank you. So we have some Legionnaires. We have Colossal Boy with his big boy boots on. We have Chameleon, Alchemist, Inferno, Kid Quantum, and Triad, who is clutching a Dominator, all surrounded by angry humans brandishing placards such as Aliens Go Home and Earth is for Humans. It's practically Thing. an X-Men cover. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, that, yeah, mm, current events. Not terribly withstanding in this book. Yeah. Also, that is Leviathan, not Colossal Boy. Yeah, that's oh. true. Yeah. I, I should be sacked straight away. <laughs> you just fumbled the ball right over at the beginning. Oh, right? okay. oh, <laughs> mm. Yeah, take a drink. Yeah. Okay. Opening up, we have our roll call. We have Alchemist, Chameleon, Computo, Inferno, Invisible Kid, Kid Quantum, some guy named Leviathan who I've never heard of before. <laughs> Matarita Lad, who is chomping on his eating utensils, and Triad. Legionnaires, Street Justice, Tom and Mary Bilbaum writers, Adam Hughes, Chris Sprouse, Chris Gardner, pencilers, Carl Story, Dennis Kramer, inkers, Pat Brousseau, letterer, Tom McCraw, colorist, Mike McAvenny, assistant editor, and Casey Carlson, editor. And we open up with Inferno uh, doing his fiery thing. With, there's a, an explosion of a plam, and there's some uh, science police guys, and we're 
on New Earth at the gates of Paris. And Inferno says, we don't know where they came from. They're automated guns. They've just opened fire on us. And whoever he's talking to on his comm says, okay, just make sure you... And one of the science police dives towards him going, yo, Inferno! And pushes Inferno out of the way of an explosion. Look out! Oof, as they collapse onto the ground. <laughs> and the science police officer opens up her helmet to reveal a lady science police officer. And Inferno, in his best way, goes, thanks, gorgeous. To which she blushes. And he goes, you saved my biscuits. To which she goes, my pleasure. And Inferno gets a comms message from Alchemist. Whoops, home base calls. And um, Alchemist says, you're all right, Inferno. This transmission was interrupted. I'm fine, Jan, says Inferno. Just a little busy. Later, okay? Um, okay, you need any backup? Nah, I got it covered. And Inferno flies off and he's whooshing some fire at something or other. And he says to the female science police officer, Hey, got to run, kid. Right, she says. But how about we get together sometime? Oh, she says. Yeah, sure. Anything you say. Oof. And she's grabbed from behind and dragged into a shadow. And there's a thunk and a pam and a thud. And a strange, mysterious female lady comes out of the shadows. And she says, stay away from hot stuff, gorgeous. He's mine. Isn't this the woman who he took to Paris to have dinner with? <coughs> yep, it is. Yes, it is. Her, her, name okay. is, her name is Sadie. Yeah, I don't think that's really her name. I think she's a man, baby. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, outside of Legion headquarters, a ceremony is taking place. And there's a news reporter who says... And we're coming to you live from the Metropolis Dome, where the Legionnaires are swearing in their newest member, Kid Quantum. And Kid Quantum is finishing his oath. Uh, Pledge to do my best uh, to aid my fellow Legionnaires in peril. And Computo says, congratulations, James, you're a Legionnaire now. And Computo is standing in front of Chameleon and Catspaw and Alchemist and Shrinking Violet and Dragon Mage. And in the background... Andromeda and Matarita lad are fighting with a flag. Kid Quantum says, thank you all so much. I'm truly honoured. And the reporter says, and now we conclude with the traditional raising of the, um, uh, and the flag that Andromeda and Matarita lad are fighting with suddenly breaks free of their hands and whooshes up into the air and breaks off the top of the flagpole. To which Matarita lad goes, yowzers! And computer goes, Tenzel! And Andromeda says, let me guess, element 152? And Mattery Ladder says, amazing how just a little anti-grab material can give an otherwise croaking ceremony, can liven up an otherwise croaking ceremony. Hmm. We cut to inside, and in the background, Mattery Ladder and Shrinking Violet are still fighting with the flag. Matarita lad says, careful, careful. You don't want to let this baby get away from you. That's how armful left boy got his start. And Catspaw is talking to Chameleon and Alchemist. Catspaw says, we have to do something about that guy. Teach him there's a time and a place for all this kind of goofball stuff. Don't worry, we'll get the chance soon enough, says Chameleon. 
But right now, I've got Invisible Kid on the line. You wanted to talk to him? And Invisible Kid's on the big monitor. Hi, computer, what's going on? Lyle, I need you to get over to Acapulco. Brainiac 5 and his team haven't checked in. See if you can find out what the problem is. On my way, he says. And so we have Computer and Chameleon Boy continuing their conversation. Computer says, now, with Inferno back at HQ, we should also get a team, a Paris team together. Chameleon says, how about I head up that mission? Really, says Computer, I figured you'd want to help Kono infiltrate the Sklarian pirates. Nope, says Chameleon. I think Tenzel deserves that plum assignment. Now, one uh, one thing, if you remember the last time we did a Legionnaire's book, Tom mentioned how um, they were having, like, different artists do different pages, and so they were having to write out of order and make sure everything um, uh, worked out. I think this is an example of one thing where there was a little disconnect. Um, on page two, uh, Inferno is in Paris, and Alchemist says, do you need any help? And then on page four, Computer says, well, with Inferno back at HQ. So I think they forgot to bring Inferno back to headquarters because he shows up in the, in the next segment. Mm. Whoops. Whoops. It's hard to keep all these Legionnaires straight about where they are and what they did. And that's why Levitt's invented the Mission Monitor board. <laughs> really? <laughs> and now we're in the uh, Mission Monitor room. We've got Computo and Triad and Leviathan and Dragon Mage and Shrinking Violet. And we've got President Tyrock on the screen. And they're showing some rioting that's been going on in the Paris Dome where some uh, locals have surrounded a Derlin. There he is, the stinking Derlin. Light him up. My pleasure. Barbecue's a shape-changing monster. Ah, goes to Derlin as the people... Um, close in, and we really don't want to see what happens. Uh, well, uh, President Tyra. Uh, yep. I was going to say, um, uh, we should have done that in a French accent. Mm. Because that's that's how we know that they are French, because of their outrageous accent. I, I shall try to be more outrageous the closer we get to the Paris Dome. <laughs> <laughs> but Pe President Tyrock says, uh, we're getting no signals out of Paris. But what little is it is reaching us, like this scene, has us very concerned. Sacred Trinity, says Triad. Why didn't the Derlin just use his powers and get away? He was stunned, injured, and taken by surprise, says Cam. And few Derlins are quite as adroit with their powers as I am. President Tyrock says, This kind of lawlessness has to be dealt with. The chaos in Paris could be could threaten the entire Earth Alliance. The hysteria there is touched off when an anti-alien group staged unsanctioned elections and put a demagogue named Lothar and Maxien in charge of the city. Since then, his supporters have been running berserk. I'm hoping you legionnaires can get into Paris and reach this Saint Maxien, convince him to step down peacefully. Computer says, "Okay, gang, what do you say?" This is a pretty live grenade we're being tossed. Kind of a rough initiation for our newest member. Kid Quantum is there as well. No problem, Computo. If I can be of help, I want to be out there. Meanwhile, 
in Acapulco, Invisible Kid is flying down to see what's happened. Hmm, he thinks. No sign of brainy, pharaoh, apparition or gossamer, but something's going on down there. And he comes in and lands next to a science police officer. Officer Rink, what's happening here? Food riots, says the officer. During all the excitement, one of the unrulies got zapped pretty bad. Then when Brainiac 5 tried to treat him, everything just went nutso. And Invisible Kid is looking at a big, sparkly, whirly thing. You're saying the Legionnaires are in there? Yeah, man, be careful, says the officer. And Invisible Kid looks and he goes, whoa, it's pulling me in. Gossamer? And he sees Gossamer floating there and she's saying, I couldn't save them. They're gone forever. Gossamer, I don't understand what you're... Ah! And Invisible Kid says, something's piercing my mind, taking control. But now we're back in Paris and we're outside the gates of the Paris Dome and Leviathan is trying to pull the door open. Jeez, what is it with these chains? And Cam stretches up to talk to Leviathan. Easy, Leviathan, easy. You're not doing any good. Oh, I'm sorry, Cam. I just don't know what the problem is. Hey, don't sweat it, says Cam. Inferno says, all our powers are useless against these weird chains. And then Triad splits into three. And one says, wait, why are we triplicating? And the second says, sis, what are you doing? And the third one says, this is dumb. We don't need any flashing powers to open a stupid lock. And she brandishes a lockpick. Uh, observe. And meek and mild triad goes, Eep, I think I just figured out how all our school records disappeared. And middle triad goes, yep. And <laughs> saucy triad goes, not saucy. bad, huh? Saucy As she opens. triad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Saucy triad. Uh, she opens the, the the glowing green lock on the chains. So this is the first time we've seen the triplicate girls have different personalities, right? Well, I think Not... it's the first time it's as pronounced as yeah. Where before it was when they all came together, they all knew what everyone had done when they were apart. But clearly, that's not the case with this triad now. Because one of yeah, them they, didn't they... know about the whole, hey, that's how our school records got erased. <laughs> yeah, they had done um, some kind of hints at, at slightly different personalities, like Orange is, is a lot more uh, meek, while Purple is, well, saucy. But um, Outgoing. Uh, we like to say outgoing. There you go. Or popular. Uh, but, but I guess um, I, I guess we find out uh, one of the things that she keeps in her uh, her belt pouches because you know that's they got to have something in there. But but the other thing is you know who does the Legion know who could be putting big giant glowing chains around something? Daddy. Um, okay. That's not a wrong answer. <laughs> Grimbor, the leather daddy of the universe. Well, they're green, so it must be a Green Lantern. Mm, there's that. But a Green but Lantern no lock green lanterns. wouldn't be able to be picked by a lock pick. Only if, you know, maybe they well, don't have enough imagination and it's a real lock. She, she could also Rain. have a lot of willpower, so. 
Maybe we'll, we'll find out. Maybe not. We'll see. Every time I see something green in, in this comic, I always think it is kryptonite, though. So oh, yeah. it's a Superman tie-in. At least it would have been had the Superman office not been such colossal dicks. So there's that. Moving on. Moving on. So as Popular Triad is putting her lockpick back in her belt pouch, Leviathan comes up and says, I didn't know you could do that. And she says, there's a lot you don't know about me, big guy, but we can work on that. <laughs> and Leviathan goes, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yuck, yuck, yuck. He goes right into beaky buzzer mode. If you remember yeah. that Looney Tune, the, the buzzer is like, nope, nope, nope. Oh, oh, but, and, and this nope. is, even though this is very early Adam Hughes, it's still like he, he's got a, a, a mastery of facial expressions like Kevin McGuire. And, and it's just just amazing what he can do like that. Besides draw just pretty women. Mm-hmm. That's true. Which, which he still did three times. Yep. So the, the triads are having another conversation, and middle triad says, what are you doing? Now he's going to get the wrong idea. And saucy triad says, gee, sis, unwind. A little flirting never hurt anybody. And Meek Triad goes, oh, boy. But the gates creak open. And Inferno says, Triad pulled it off. We've got access. So the Legionnaires go into a dark tunnel. Inferno has got his hand on fire to provide some light. Slow down. Wait for everyone else. Uh, give it a rest, will you? Sigh. The Triads are still arguing. <laughs> the science police say, should we? And one of the Legionnaires says, nope. Hold it, stay back. The mechanism's retracting. But don't worry, says Cam. We'll handle it. And the doors close with a doom. Take a drink. Woohoo! Cam says that the comlinks are out and says that someone is jamming everything in here. And then immediately there is gunfire or blaster fire with a blam, blam, blam. And Inferno shouts, get down! And we have some people shooting at them. Get them. <laughs> it's hard to do the outrageous French accent when you've only got two words. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Leviathan grows big to shield the others. Stay behind me, girls. Ow. And there's more zapping and screaming and running around. Uh, Alchemist puts up a shield, uh, which uh, the triads hide behind. But he's been shot. Oh, Leviathan no. says, how is he? Triad says, I don't know. Alchemist says, I'm okay. But Inferno goes, nobody does that to a Legionnaire and quoofs the, uh, the guys with a big burst of flame. And Cam is shifting into a, a strange form. Says, Take them, James, while Inferno has them blinded. Done, says Kid Quantum. My stasis field is embracing them all, with one minor exception. But Cam has him. He's, he's turned into a big lizard dispensed with easily enough as he puts the, the guy who was shooting them up against the wall. And that's a wrap. Kid Quantum says, go ahead, Triad, disarm them. They'll offer no resistance. Got that right, says Triad. They're all off in Bozo land. And the, the guy is going, yes, please, take our weapons. Help yourselves, good friends. And Triad says, too bad James can't do this to them permanently. 
And then after they leave, the uh, the science police or the guys say, now go away or I shall taunt you a second time. Take a drink. <laughs> and the legionnaires continue on down the passageway. Inferno says, now that we're in Paris, what's our next move? Just keep your eyes peeled, says Cam, and everybody stay on your toes. And they come out into the dome proper. And try, uh, Inferno says, oh, my God. What's that? Cam says, it was a high crane. And there's a dead alien on the floor with green blood. And somebody has written in the green blood, Earth for humans. Inferno says, have these people lost every shred? <coughs> and Leviathan goes, uh, guys, look at that. And in the center of the square there's a wooden post and what looks to be someone from Talok 8 with her blue skin and her dark hair has been tied to it and there's a fire around her and there are people with flaming torches and all they need is pitchforks as well and the woman tied to the post is going please please I've done nothing and the um the mob goes burn baby burn shows the universe man earth ain't going to be we are whip oh that was terrible <laughs> that that went into a terrible place. I, I apologize for that. Shows the universe. Earth ain't going to be the whipping by no more. You are nothing alien pig. But we cut back to the Acapulco Medi Center where in Livewire and Satin Girl uh, waiting outside the operating room where Cos is being treated. Imra, says Livewire, how's Cos, uh, how's he doing? About the same, if you must, says Satin Girl. And inside, the doctors are doing their, their doctory thing. Doctor, his heart rate, code blue, get him, resuscitate him. And they've got the paddles out and they're going, choom, clear, choom. Satin That's close enough to a isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm drinking. <laughs> All right. Satin Girl and Livewire burst in. Sacred rings, what's happening? Oh, Rock, please hang on. And she grabs his hand, and we go into the astral zone where um, Astral Imra and Astral Rock, Astral Rock is plummeting through space. Mm. Rock, says Imra, it's over. He says, falling into darkness. Don't let go, Rock. Keep fighting, says Imra. I can't. It's too... And she grabs hold of him and catches him. Imra, it's really you? I've got you, Rock. I've got you. And back in the real world, the doctor says, nice job, Satin Girl. Your little mental boost seems to have helped. And she comes back to herself. Huh, really? And the doctor says, well, he's stabilised. We'll keep watching his monitors closely, but it looks like you've helped him through the main crisis. Wow, she says. And Livewire has a fuming look on his face. I can't believe it. He's actually responding to me. So he was, he was kind Live of like dead. He was kind of like dead and then got better. Yeah, yeah, he was dead <laughs> and then got better, it seems. So, yes. Take a drink. Livewire goes into a rant. Are you going to hold his hand all day? Oh, Garth, please don't. This is what you wanted, isn't it? And Imra suddenly had enough of him. I think you'd better get out of here, Garth. In fact, 
get out of my life. And Livewire bursts out of the operating room. I thought you'd never ask. And Imra is sitting there by herself next to Cosmic Boy in the operating theater. But You know, I, I'm pretty tired of this version of Livewire, too. I gotta be honest. Well, at least the Inferno in this book isn't as an, an obnoxious dick. Well, he is, but he's he's being distracted by things that aren't female, so mm. his obnoxiousness isn't as egregiously on display. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at Legion HQ, uh, we have uh, Kono has come to visit, and she's telling them a story, and then there are what there was a time I, I put a snap lizard in Cam shorts. No way, Kono. Oh yeah, Cam jumped about a foot that time. Yep, Cam and we, me, we go way back. And she's talking with Andromeda, and there's also Catspaw and Shrinking Violet and Matarita Lad and Computo. And Kono goes on. And then there was a time I got a hollow of him in the shower. And Matarita Lad says, gee, Kono, funny you should bring that up, because this morning I got this shot of you in our shower. What? You know, I bet if you connect all these freckles, you'd get a nice little Liberty Bell right on your... And Kono goes, why you? <laughs> and uh, Catsball goes, ha, Kono is but of joke. Kono grabs Matarita Lad by the costume around the neck. Okay, creep, how'd you get that hollow? How? Mm. Uh, well, I... Uh... And then um, suddenly the rest of the girls suddenly realise, wait a minute, she's right. How did he get that hollow? And they all pile on Matarita Lad. All right, Kem, spill it. How did they, how you get that naked picture? How, how, watch it, how, how, the equipment, how? Smack. And Kono says, uh, no, Catspaw says, hold it, hold it. This, no, it's not. It's computer. Hold it, hold it. This is no way for Legionnaires to settle their differences. <laughs> Kono says, it's how I settle my differences. Computer yeah, goes on. that's true. Yeah. No, Kono, you and Tenzel will have to learn to get along. Because why, says Tenzel. Because, says Computo, the two of you are going to infiltrate the Sklarian pirates together. What, says Tenzel. All right, says Kono, this is going to be fun. Meanwhile, back in Paris, we have Legionnaires on the attack. They're burning that woman alive, says Leviathan. Move, people, says Cam. Jan, give us something that'll douse the fire. <clears throat> right, says Alchemist. CO2, that ought to do the trick. And he puts out the fire. Cam changes his hand into claws and snaps the ropes around the woman. The crowd says, what are they doing? The blue blood is ours. <laughs> Leviathan picks her up off the pole. A triad says, let's get her out of here. The crowd shouts, stop them, mutilate them. And the legionnaires fly up onto the Eiffel Tower. That should give us. Uh, that should get us out of their range, says Cam. Like the Eiffel Tower is ever this deserted, so. <laughs> okay. Well, in the 30th century, it is. I guess. Yeah. Everybody's down in the street trying to burn the uh, burn the witch. So. Paris is burning yet again. Yes. Yeah. So they set the 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 woman down. Oh, she's in a lot of pain, says Leviathan. Kid Quantum, can you use your stasis field? Maybe ease the pain. Yes, Jim. Good thinking, says Triad. 
man, what's going on down there? This is insane. And Kid Quantum is doing his thing. It's an echo triad of the violence these people have endured there in, earlier in their lives. That's right, says Inferno. I mean, look at the war. They've been through destruction, the destruction of Earth, all caused by aliens. No wonder these people are screaming Earth for humans. And Cam says, yes, of course. Heaven forbid that this island of civility be sullied by alien barbarism. Shortly. Mm. They're now up on the roof of a Medicenter. What are you waiting for? This is a hospital. We've brought you a patient. Listen, alien. We're doctors, not veterinarians. Oh, says one no, doctor. he didn't. By the, the way, the, funny, other doctor, the, uh, the, the graffiti on the wall said KC was here. Yeah, Casey Carlson. But the other doctor says, eh, stuff it, Herb. We took an oath to heal the injured, damn it, and we're going to live up to that oath. Cam says, ah, thank you, doctor. Now, but meanwhile, on the other side of the street, people are looking out their apartment windows. Look, Adele and Maggot. And they start throwing things. Kill this shape-shifting freak. Alchemist says, you see, Inferno? You see who are acting like barbarians now? And Inferno goes, okay, that's it. Every one of you, you're about to get toasted. Who's first? And Triad says, save it, Inferno. We've got more trouble. Maybe trouble like the saucepan that's approaching the back of her head. Yeah, that's not really resolved because she, uh, it doesn't impact her. And then she's flying in the next um, two panels. So, yes. <laughs> okay. But down on street level, there are more rioters and they're attacking a dominator. You ain't welcome here, disc ed. Ugly little dominator swamp sucker. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a French insult. I'll give him I'll yes. give them that one. Yes. <laughs> your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. Take another drink, kids. And the dominator is crawling along the ground. Stop this attacking. I warning you. And legionnaires fly to the rescue. This is awful, says Triad. Come on, let's put these barbarians out of business. And they land in front of the Dominator, but the Dominator doesn't seem to realize who they are. Savage humans, I warned you. And a strange green glow of energy seems to come out of her hands and engulfs the Legionnaire. Hey, wait a minute. We're not. Don't. Don't. And... The Legionnaires seem to be nothing but green smoke. Mm. And the rioters say, Mon Dieu, they're, they're gone. She checks them out for keeps. Next episode, Up in Smoke. Goodness. So I we guess got... we got uh, four or five more dead Legionnaires. Well, they're going, they're going somewhere. So what up with that? So eh. We'll have to find out next issue. I guess. I guess we will. Dead Legionnaires, that can only mean one thing. Statues, Statues are coming! Statues. <laughs> I suspect Mistmaster. Mistmaster? You think Mistmaster? Possibly. Well, this green mist, I mean... It looks, it looks like his work, yeah. Yeah. I suspect Darkseid. Oh, stop it. <laughs> stop that. Stop that, you. Stop that right now. All right. <laughs>
Well, that's very nice. Well, there we go. Thank you, Derek. Um, it <laughs> seems the Legionnaires are getting caught up in no good. Yeah. The team's getting whittled down, isn't it? Yeah. So, mm. Well, and then they'll get really whittled down. Yeah, well, mm. we're not there whittled yet. Whittled down to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Doesn't get much when, more whittled down than that. No. So. When zero hour comes for you, it comes for you, baby. Well, and yeah, well, that's yeah. sometimes what happens, you know. Yep. You're standing there going along quite fine, and then all of a sudden you get zero houred. Yeah. Yeah. I hate when that happens. I hate you. It exactly. Sucks. Right? It sucks. Yes. I've been retconned again. No, yep. not again. And that's you know that's the just the life of uh, of a DC character these days. You know, is that uh, like Travis said, the timeline's been reset so many times. Dark side's apparently an Appalachian. I don't know. <laughs> but but don't forget that that reboots haven't really happened yet, except for Superman. Or the Legion hasn't gotten rebooted yet before this. So there's no there's no. I I, I mean, technically, Glorithverse was a reboot, but it was Legion only. It kind yeah, of has. A, yeah. I call that a soft reboot versus a a hard reboot like they get at Zero Hour. I mean, it, it was definitely a time travel story that led into a retcon in universe. So I'd say it's a legitimate like. But what what, he, what he's saying is, like, a lot of the was history was intact. It's just that there were these changes. And, I mean, there were significant changes, for sure. But... And then they'd done the Pocket Universe a few years before that. Yeah, because they rebooted Superman and then forgot. Oops. Oh, mm. crap. It affects yeah. the Legion. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Whoopsie! Mm-hmm. Well, that's, uh, that's sometimes how the uh, continuity cookie crumbles. Um... <laughs> But that's okay because it'll get ret crumbled. I don't know. Ret ret crumbled. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Um, it'll wind so up this, in a pie. Mm, pie. So this one is since this one is still written by the beer bombs. Um, Tom has uh, um, a few things to talk about. Outstanding. Uh, he starts out. The issue starts with one of my favorite Chris Sprouse covers, a shot of five legionnaires surrounded by an angry mob trying to protect a little dominator girl with the phrase earth for humans scrawled above the scene. I don't know if anyone used earth for humans ahead of us. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was like a 1950s sci-fi trope, but if so, I was unaware of it. And in this case, I came up with a phrase based on the right wing anti-immigrant rhetoric of the time where some were saying America should be for Americans. And that <laughs> translated well into the mob sentiment we were envisioning for this story. Oh, well, thank, right. that was, thank goodness that's then. all over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a um, line that's lasted, unfortunately. Uh, uh, just a little moment for those who think, like, this is only in the last bunch of years. Mm -hmm. right. Comics are never political. Never. Or we're never political. Never, ever, ever. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So there's a little no bit about uh, Inferno's... Don't sell. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I just got gated there for a second. Oh. Ah. <laughs> well, comics don't sell. Uh, let's see. He talks about uh, Inferno taking off, and we see Sadie versus the science police. Um, the SP gets yanked into a dark alley and beaten up off-panel by Sadie, the girl that Inferno was dating before their night was interrupted by the unexpected gunfire. Our editors told us to work that attack by Sadie into this issue, 
because they felt we were taking too long to advance the Sadie storyline. I think we saw the next issue is the time when we would start to see the dark side of Sadie. That's S-I-D-E, not S-E-I-D. Um, but we were instructed to proceed this issue, which to me is a little forced, especially showing a civilian like Sadie roughing up a trained SP officer. We had to improvise the action off the top of our head during a phone call and no doubt would have come up with a more credible way for Sadie to threaten a cop if we'd had a few minutes to work on the problem. Not my preference, but there you are. It gave them something to promote in the solicitation blurb. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Talking about President Tyrock. Uh, meanwhile, at a somber meeting, Earth President I'm Troy sorry. Stewart. Sorry, I just want to say, President oh. Tyrock, shut your mouth. Mm. Just talking about President Tyrock. I know you are. I know yeah. you are. He's a bad mother. Right on. <laughs> shut your mouth. Uh, he's, brief he's briefing the Legionnaires on the anti-alien violence that's erupting in the Paris Dome. They learn that the unsanctioned elections have been staged and a demagogue named Lothar Saint, uh, how, do you, how do you pronounce in French, Paul? M-A-I-X-E-N-T. I'm sorry, M-A-I-X-E-N-T. I don't yes. know. I've not oh. heard of that one. <laughs> well, he's the, he's the demagogue who has been installed as the mayor of Paris. Uh, an interesting example of a mob using the trappings of democracy when convenient to advance discrimination and bigotry. True democracy balances the will of the majority with protection of the rights of minorities, but some authoritarians try to define democracy as the majority being empowered to discriminate against and persecute the minority. And I have no idea what he's talking about there. Hmm. Uh, let's see, back at the gates of the Paris Dome, more legionaries have shown up to, to assist Inferno, uh, but Leviathan can't get the strange chains to budge. Triad then triplicates, and bad girl Lou simply picks the lock, demonstrating her skills at extra-legal maneuvers, and then sassily flirts with Leviathan to boot, getting a rise out of her more buttoned-down sisters. Poor Leviathan is clearly flustered and intrigued by the attention of the more responsible and the more responsible triads realize there's going to be complications with him in the future, but probably not too much longer in the future because they don't have a have whole much, lot. <laughs> have much future, yeah. Uh, let's see, after the Talakian has been being burned as a witch, um, the scene had what I think is one of the more frustrating edits we endured on this series. We had alchemists saying, you see who's acting like barbarians now, and somebody editing the issue apparently decided since barbarians was plural, it had to read, quote, you see who are acting like barbarians now. And while I think one could make the case that their version makes slightly more grammatical sense, while I think our version is completely fine, the edited version is really awkward to my ear and not something anyone in real life would actually say. Mm. In, in cases like this, if the alleged grammatical hiccup in our line of dialogue bothers you, you're generally better off just reworking the whole thing so you still end up with words that somebody would actually say like, lucky we're surrounded by non-barbarian humans or something like that. And I myself think comic book editors should let dialogue sound like real dialogue independent of these kinds of grammatical technicalities. Yeah, someone just graduated from Oxford and they had to show off their, uh, their degree. Uh, this issue wraps up when the Legionnaires see a mob 
uh, about to attack a young female dominator, and then the heroes tr try to help and defend her. She mistakes them for attackers, and with a gesture, causes the Legionnaires to melt away into smoke. With that, the issue ends, and readers have to wait a month to find out what's become of our Legionnaire team. Wow. As we move... As we move towards the end of our Legionnaires run, the issues were getting tougher to write for various reasons. One was that things had gotten tense with our editor after he dropped us from the Legion mother book, and he'd pretty much stopped communicating with us, except through his assistant. So, so it was becoming more and more evident that we were unlikely to survive on Legionnaires past the rapidly approaching end of our contract. We really weren't having a lot of fun at this point, feeling the stress of an uncertain future and the real financial insecurity that came with it. And it's hard to do your best creative work under those circumstances. We were also starting to work with an increasing array of artists and the promising young talents they were bringing in weren't going to immediately give our stories the kind of brilliance and polish we were used to from the likes of Chris Sprouse and Adam Hughes. Uh, one thing I find interesting about this issue is that each of the aliens we see being attacked by the Paris mobs was an established Legion UP race, once again showing the degree to which we felt more like stewards of the Legion universe than authors of it, more interested in reinforcing what came before us than in adding a lot of new elements to the universe ourselves. In the case of alien races, I always feel like the Legion universe gains credibility if the established alien races are given more and more of a role in the stories so the UP isn't made up of 95% humans with an infinite number of random aliens dividing up the remaining 5%. I at least like to see races like the Talakians, High Cranes, Dominators, Kuns, Koluans, and Durlins got bigger and bigger percentages of that remaining 5%, so there are other races that appear to play a substantial role in the United Planets and the broader Legion universe. And that is Tom for this week. Well, there we go. That is, <laughs> that's a heck of a thing. It's um, that that's a lot. Yeah. 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 You know, it is um, not trivial. The stuff he brings up. Oh, um, <laughs> <laughs> not trivial at all. Subtle um, that we have to reject you from the Legion because <laughs> to be ineffectual. <laughs> I don't know. Because I'm going to bring the segue. That's right. The battery is charged, baby. Um, oh, no. Oh, no. Run, everybody. If you go five miles an hour, you've got it, man. Box <laughs> <laughs> the jewelry stores and let's get gone. <laughs> yes. But what's yes. good is this, is this is historical trivia. Well, and that's just it. And what, what's happening is, of course, you know, um, I, I said that was a trivial nature. And we're, uh, you know, using the uh, the segue and everything. And, um and uh, so if, the, if it's really a chase, then one might call it a trivial pursuit. So um, that's all your fault. All your <laughs> faults. Sorry, guys. Indeed. Brought it on your damn self. All um, right. <laughs> all right. Question number one mm -hmm. uh, for Stump the Subs. The first series with the name Legion of Superheroes anywhere in the official title was the 1973 four-issue reprint series. When was the next time after that? Anywhere in the title? The, in the official title that says Legion of Superheroes. Like wouldn't that be uh, when it would change to Superboy, not 
and the Legion of Superheroes. It was Superboy featuring was the Legion of Superboy Superheroes. Was that Superboy with the Legion of Superheroes or something like that? Well, the official title at that point was just Superboy. Yeah. When it said Superboy featuring or Superboy with, it was still technically the Superboy book. Uh, you're, you're talking about so you're talking about specifically the Indicta. Indicta, yeah. So it would be Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes. Is when I don't think that it would change until Legion of Superheroes. Did they not change it? Wait, no. no, no they Secrets did. was after. So. They, that was, that's the answer to the 259, question. 259, right? No, they, they changed it to Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes in 1977. Oh, okay. So Jim was right. That was the, that was the next time it appeared. Okay. Sweet. All right, question number two. In Legion Volume 2, number 295, we learned why there are no Green Lanterns on Earth, and we saw not only some Green Lanterns, but Guardians. When was the last time before that that we saw the Guardians in a Legion story? Oh. Oh, I know this one, but why don't I know this one? <laughs> I don't know this one at all, so, you know, we're good. Oh, this came up um, recently. Why well, do I know oh, this? Oh, wait, wait. There was, a, uh, a, there was a, a Guardian that was a Servant of Darkness, was there not? That was after... Oh, no, right, right. No, I'm sorry. You're right. I mean, that it was, was, it was right before that story, but I don't think that's what you're alluding to. You mean a real guardian, right? That's correct. Not a clone guardian that's evil. Well, I mean, I mean, I'm pretty evil? sure it's, I'm pretty sure it's in the Conway era. And I think is the issue before May avail, but I can't remember the details at all. I will give you full credit for that one, Jim. Ooh, yeah, it was, uh, I, it was I, the, I, it was the issue right before Dr. May Avail, or uh, it was um, issue uh, 268. It was the flashback origin of Kentu the genie. The genie, that's uh. it. Because it was the, the <laughs> genies right. got put into bottles by the guardians and then scattered throughout the universe. Nice job. Well, to be fair, I did just do another and podcast about it two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, all right, next question is, uh, usually when we saw a Legionnaire for the first time, they were alive. Uh, which Legionnaire's first appearances were posthumous as statues in the Hall of Dead Heroes? Reflecto. One. Quantum Shadowless. That's two. There are six that I count. Oh, that's right. Shadow Woman, I guess, would count too, right? What, what was that, that question was... again, Michael? I'm sorry. I've drunk too much tonight. So usually <laughs> when we saw statues, this is going to go well. I know. Yeah. Usually when we saw the Legionnaire, a Legionnaire for the first time, it was while they were alive. Okay. Uh, several Legionnaires, their first appearance was posthumously gotcha. as a statue in the Hall of Dead Heroes. Okay. Uh, okay. We have named Shadow Lass and Reflecto so far. Yes. There are four others that I can come up with. Four others. Goodness. Ooh, that's a lot. Um, Kid in Quantum, yeah. That's that's number three. Mm -hmm. So, post Glorith versed uh, uh, Pocket Universe Superboy. Uh, that we is saw him a when mouthful. He was still alive. That that is a mouthful, but I still think it's wrong. So wait, it? Michael, did you already count uh, Tasmia? Yeah. Yes. Sh Shadow, Shadow Lass, Woman. Shadow Lass, Reflecto, and Kid Quantum. Reflecto and Kid Quantum. What about Quantum Queen? She's never That's became number, a Legionnaire, did she? That's number four, but she was in the Hall of Dead Legion. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. Implying oh. that she will at some point. 
Oh, um, I get it. I get it. So, okay. And there were there were two others in that issue. Mm. Oh wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm, was uh, I'm, wasn't Beast Boy one of them? He was not a legionnaire. And he was alive the first time we saw him. Oh, he that's, was. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, that's that's really more the point, isn't it? Yep. Uh, I, okay. Towel being thrown in. Anyone? Was Chemical King on that cover? That's number five. Wow. Okay. Nice. Thank you. Nice catch. One more. In that same issue. That same issue. Not Feral Lad, because he'd already been blown up by that point. Correct. That was Chemical uh, King's first appearance as a statue? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Doing uh, from the beginning. Yeah, right? And That's I'll, why I'll, when they did that cover, one of these Legionnaires will die, and Chemical King's on it. It's like his first cover appearance in like three years. Everyone goes, oh, that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, the, the other one was uh, actually uh, given... A uh, characterization by Phil Jimenez. Ooh. Phil Jimenez. Ugh. I, I don't know. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, wait. Well, he didn't. Yeah. I, I think it'd be one of, like, the Legion Academy kids, but I have no idea. Power Boy. Power Boy, that's the other one. Good ah, job. okay. All right, question number four. You guys are doing good so far. <laughs> are we? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've gotten you're you're, th you're three for three. Oh, okay, sure. All right. As far as I know, so there's my my wiggle room. There have been five or maybe six legionnaires, depending on how you count them, across all continuities, whose code names have been a single syllable. Okay. I name uh... name the five or six. <laughs> Block. One. A single syllable. Correct. Uh, Gates. That's two. And you're going in alphabetical order, too. That's impressive. Wow, are we? <laughs> Wait. Wow. Wait, you said across all continuities. All continuities, all yes. Continuities. So now, now that applies it, some pressure. It does, so, doesn't it? So does that um, mean even if they're only in one continuity, that still applies? Yeah. 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 So, no, no, they, didn't have to, they don't have to exist in all. They just... So, gear. Yeah, gear. Yeah. Continuing in alphabetical okay. order. Gear. And that, that, yep. Continuing alphabetical order. So we got block, gates, and gear. I count uh, two, maybe three more. Two, maybe three more. Okay. Yeah. So there's one that has maybe one syllable? Maybe. It depends uh, on how you pronounce it, I think. Is what he's no, saying. it depends on whether you consider this person a legionnaire or not. Oh. Oh. Yeah. And, it's, uh, and we're talking uh, full names. Like Rose Thorne wouldn't be just Rose. No, no. I wouldn't count her. I, I would That's not count debating? Rose because I'm, Rose is her Rose is her first name. Well, I'm not we're also talking that. about like alternate code names. So Pharaoh. No, that's two syllables. Pharaoh is Pharaoh two, two syllables. Yeah, oh. two syllables. Pharaoh. Oh. Pharaoh. Yeah. Pharaoh. <laughs> Look, I can fair. Pharaoh. Pharaoh. Yeah. Oh, you Fair. you know him that like well. Like <laughs> Travis is like he's my boy. I just call him Fair. Fair. <laughs> Uh, hmm. Yeah. One hints. Uh, 
One one is in the issue that we just read last week. Yeah, I, 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 it's one of the. It's got to be one of the legionnaires on the run names, but I don't remember any of their names. Definitely not Polestar. No, it's not Polestar. Oh, uh, no. What was Violet's name? Virus. That's oh, two. Yeah, it's Virus. All right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Jewel. No. Spark. Um, Spark is too. Spark. But Jewel. Spark. Jewel. Depending on how you say but, it, if you just say Jewel. Oh. No, Spark. Spark is Spark is one of them. Spark was is reboot, obviously. Yeah. Okay, this is probably the iffy one. Is it yeah. Rush? Uh, she was never a Legionnaire. Um, but if I said Legion or Legion adjacent, then it would count. Then it would count. Okay, I misunderstood the question. I thought you meant they only had one <laughs> syllable across all continuities, but you no, just use it any. Okay. Yeah, well, if they yeah, want to show up in one continuity, then there you go. The original Legion or the reboot or the three boot or so just any continuity. Any continuity. <laughs> any continuity. So we're listening. Okay. We're missing one, maybe two more. And and one we we heard from last issue or last episode. Valor, no. Uh. Valor. 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 Ver. Yeah. Ver. Lore. Lore. Uh. Does anybody remember what Ayla's name was on the run? Oh. Uh... It's the one I always forget. Um, yeah, that one. Hold on, hold on, give me a second. Hot Mama give is more than one second. syllable. So. Give me a second. It is Pulse, Pulse. Pulse, yes. Oh, okay. And, and Jim, you were oh so close as to the maybe the sixth. I said Thorn. I don't know oh. if she is... Is a legionnaire or not? That's kind of unclear, but yeah, I, she's I, got a ring. <laughs> she's got a ring, but she's more the liaison. She does. She hasn't gone out on missions. So she is the she is the Marla Latham of the new. Yeah. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. she's gonna get herself an Ultra Boy T-shirt. Ooh, everyone should sexy. have an Ultra Boy T-shirt. Everyone should have a damn Ultra Boy T-shirt. I'm just waiting for Rose to like Hulk out or whatever she does, and then the Legion has to take her down. That'll be fun for five issues. So. <laughs> five issues in like a year. Um, Decompression, the Rose saga. Uh huh. All right. Question number five. Yes, in the last... By Gail Simone, of course, because that's the only way I will accept that book. Anyway, go on. Uh, so you are you are four for four so far, and we will Which finish up shocking. with question number. Question number five. Hmm? In his first appearance in costume it, in Legion number 290, what was the original color scheme of Invisible Kid 2's costume? White and that's black. The, that's the Jacques version. Yep, white and black. Uh, not quite. Really? It turned to yellow in the next issue, apparently. That part is correct. What color do you call that? It's white. Off-white eggshell, ecru. What do you call it? No, no. ecru. <laughs> part of it was. Part of it I'm was gay, white, Michael. I it. have I have a PhD in color theory automatically by my genetic. <laughs> it's white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. Uh, it was. 
his his top half was white. His bottom half was a different color. Oh, now that's just racist. <laughs> Wait, so you're saying the carpet I, didn't match no, the drape? It's the same. It's the same costume as the as the yellow one. It's just the white replaced the yellow. Uh, it is. Not Am I just, high? Hang on a second. I can't. You're you're you've been drinking. I can. I know that much. Well, <laughs> obviously I'm drunk, Michael. But oh my. this is more about me being right than anything else. Hang on. Oh, I understand. <laughs> Are you looking up the issue? I'm trying to find that issue. Yeah, because Comicsology always logs me out. Because the only time I really like look at my comics is when we're about to talk, and then sometime during the whole week it decides this is when it has to say, you know what, you need to relog in, especially during an episode. It's very fucking convenient. Mm. Uh, All right. Okay. Well, I'm, anyway. I'm looking at it now, and I only see white and black. Thank you. Um, are you looking at the original version or the uh, the reprint version? I'm gonna uh, look at what is in the curse or the uh, the Great Darkness Saga book, but I'm pretty sure I'm looking at number two ninety. Same as the the original, Ooh. which is a white and black. It's white with a black stripe. Uh, sometime it did is. Did you spill something on your copy of two ninety? I did not. <laughs> I will... yeah, you know what, Michael? I do see some panels where it's colored almost a light blue. That's what I was going for. If you look at the bottom of page twelve. The and, and not in the reprint version because that's been recolored. Are you sure that's just not a shadow? It was the beginning of the Great Darkness Saga. It is it is uh, colored erratically in this issue. Sometimes, oh, wait a minute. Sometimes all right. it's all white. Sometimes it's half white and light blue. Wait a minute. So we're talking about in the first Invisible Kid, or we're talking about Jacques? Jacques. Jacques. Oh, all right. Never mind. No, Lyle <laughs> never had white anywhere near his costume. Please. That thing was an orange nightmare. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at Lyle's original costume. It's pretty bad. Yeah. No, not Lyle. This is um, Jacques' costume. It's Freebird Lyle was black and white. Uh, no, in his first appearance, it's red and yellow. So got the headband though, that stuck around. Hmm. Yeah, the headband stayed. The rest of it went away. Here's anyway. a good question: Which Legion characters wore headbands? Invisible Kid one and Supergirl. You're done. Thank you. Bye. Andromeda. Oh yeah, Andromeda. <laughs> when she was a sister. Well, right. I Laurel Gann five years later wore it. Yeah, yeah, she did. Laurel right, Gann is an Andromeda. Yeah, this issue's been recolored, so it's yellow now in the two ninety. Yep. Those bastards. I'll have to, I can't fish out my issue because it's in storage. Dang it. But when I get it out, Michael, we are having words, sir. <laughs> so so the answer to that is sometimes it, it was white with black stripes. Sometimes it was white and blue with black stripes. Yeah. But you, but you said white with black stripes, so I'll give it to you. Oh, I'm going to give it to you. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys. I'm you sorry. Guys we can't accept your answer. At five for five. So good job. 
at not being stumped. It's one less Hanukkah gift for you under the menorah, sir. (laughs) Goodness. Uh, You know what? This um, might be the first time in history that we've had such a battle uh, during uh, a stump of subs. But uh, but, hey, speaking (laughs) of history. It hurts tonight. It hurts. (laughs) Michael, is there anything that happened this week in Legion history? Um. Yeah, kind of. (laughs) That sounds reassuring. We could build a segment on that. (laughs) Yeah. Today is the day that Jacques changed his pants for no reason. (laughs) Uh, So, 55 55 years ago, in November 1966, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, number 99. Jimmy is a one-man legion. He uses the powers and uniforms of Element Lad, Lightning Lad, and Sunboy to fight the Weapons Wizard and his henchmen. Uh, We did not cover that one because no Legionnaires actually appeared in the making of that issue. Ah, It was one of those where you you use the costume and then your powers accidentally seep into the costume and then Jimmy can use it and get your powers because he wore the costume that had your powers in it. Mm. Yeah, it would have been been amusing if he had, like, put on Dream Girl's costume or something. Right. I know. (laughs) Uh, 50 years ago, 1971, Superboy number 181. uh, Reprint the story from Adventure 355. Superboy takes Lana to the 30th century to hang out with the Legion. She is rejected when she applies to be a Legionnaire as Insect Queen because, of course, her powers come from an external device. Uh, Later, after helping the Legion in Ice City, Antarctica, she is given honorary membership. And that was back in episode 60. 35 years ago, 1986, Cosmic Boy number three. Rock and Lita leave the 20th century for the 30th, but they're blocked in the time stream and can't get past 1986. They finally found a way to tap into Earth's magnetic field to punch through this iron curtain of time but they overshoot the 30th century and end up at the end of time in the layer of the time trapper. Mm. And we covered that back in episode 339. Uh, Also the same day, history of the DC universe. Number two, Harbinger concludes her narration of the history of the universe, uh, which is the history of the post crisis DC universe. That does not include the retcons that come later. Um, (laughs) This portion relating events from the end of World War II through the end of time. And this is where we have that, uh, that great two-page spread of, uh, of the Legionnaires from George Perez. Yes. And I was surprised to find out that, that the, uh, the subs uh, covered that in episode 319. Yes. I didn't, I didn't remember you guys doing that one. That was part of our uh, crisis coverage. Yep. Uh, also on the same day, November, 90, or November 86, Tales of the Legion number 34, reprinting Legion volume 3 number 19. A controller summons the five formerly lost Legionnaires into limbo, where he gives them a chance to destroy the menacing war world his Sun Eater is being prepared to deal with. And that was episode 353. 25 years ago, 1996, Legion of Superheroes volume 4 number 88. Impulse tries to help Brainiac 5 with his research but he nearly destroys Star Labs. As a result, 
As a result, the Legion is evicted from the lab. Max Mercury, however, promises to find the team new headquarters. Look for this one in mid-2024. Ooh. Yeah, ish. Exactly. 15 years ago, 2006, Supergirl and the Legion number 24. The surviving Legionnaires and Wanderers face off against the entirety of the Dominator Empire to prevent the destruction of the galaxy. Thanks to a misunderstanding from Booster Gold during the events of 52, the Dominators thought Earth was leading 52 worlds to attack the Dominion, which caused them to strike first at Earth and the United Planets. And we'll get to this one with Paul's daughters uh, <laughs> in, like, mid-2029. Mid there you go. There you go. <laughs> they got a lot uh, of work cut out for them. Yeah, they do. You better get them starting <laughs> to learn. They, they, they better start having to learn this stuff, because uh, in, yeah. in order to pass the test, they're going to have to take that sporkle, name all the members of the Legion of Superheroes. That's right. It's the, uh, the entrance that's, exam. That's the final exam before they can be on the show. Yeah. <laughs> I would have thought Michael would be setting the questions. Yeah, what be, color was would, a reasonable kid? That would be unfair. <laughs> what color are the, uh, are the, are the chosen what? underwear of Jacques? in issue 298. Uh, anyway, five years ago, uh, 2016, Supergirl Season 2, Episode 7, Supergirl comes face-to-face -face with Cyborg Superman when she attempts to save Mon-El from Cadmus. And that 970 years from now, in the five-year-later timeline, in 2991, uh, Color Kid and Stone Boy join the Legion yeah. in the wake of Black Dawn. Mm. Yay! And I'm, that I'm, is This Week in Legion History. Well, that's Yay! very nice. Very nice. Well, it seems that they would let anyone in by that point. Um, I mean, and they that, did. They, and they did. <laughs> All right, folks. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. And in addition to all those things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, where you can leave a comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble where our costumes are changing color all over the place. And we will see you all next week you're gonna be popular do 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 do